Hi there, and welcome to episode 60 of the T21 Mum podcast. I'm Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, single parenting, mamahood, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's eight years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And of course, like always, my friend and co-host Ron is joining me today. Hi, Ron. Hey, Mary. How is it going? It's going awesome. Good. We had we had a finally we were able to get together as a family, as we've all been vaccinated, and you know I hadn't seen my aunt in a year, and a cousin as well. So it was really nice. We had a barbecue to celebrate one of my niece's birthdays and her getting into her pharmacy program. So it was really nice. Cool. Really so nice so she's off to university. Oh yeah. She's going into her fourth year. Wow. Fourth year. Wow. I think I missed Well, She's something. actually, she was able to skip her final year of her undergrad and go right into her pharmacy program. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what was it like actually being able to visit with family? After oh, it was just so, time. it was just so nice. It was just so nice to get together and catch up and, yeah, I was about you know, to say, there, there must have been a lot of catch-up stories. Well, of course, we're enjoying the Olympics because that's on right now. We're a big yeah. Olympic family. So, yeah. you know, so that, was, all that athletes, was fun. Right? Well, me to some degree. Yeah, they more so. <laughs> when you were an athlete, you inspired me to start running. So it was okay. like. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, speaking of inspiration, our guest today is. Dr. Brian Scott Coe. And he has a really unique approach to web delivery of services. Yes, he has, I mean, not just him, but him and a team of doctors, they have created what's called Down Syndrome Clinic to use. So it's an online kind of like a clinic. It's not to replace a doctor by any means, but it certainly well, that's, gives... that's why it's Down Syndrome Clinic to you, right? DSC yeah. to you. Right? Yeah. And it's really, I found very informative and gives you things to, you know, think about when you're chatting with your pediatrician or your doctor, the next time you're able to see them. And I have access to our doctors, you know, we don't have to travel far. So, but it still helped me, like it gave me things to, to inquire about, but I thought it would be really beneficial to people who maybe don't have as easy access to a doctor, you know, like Dr. Brian Scott go, he runs a Down syndrome clinic. We don't even have those here because we just don't have that population to support that. But, you know, we have children's hospital here and, and so on. But I think for people who maybe don't have that ready access, they can. Or don't you know, know how use... to ask questions or like, because I think you guys talk about a checklist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, why don't we just drop into the interview and and talk with Dr. Brian? Okay, let's go. I am very excited and I also feel very privileged to have on today's show Dr. Brian Scottco, who is a board certified medical geneticist and is the director of the Massachusetts General Hospital's Down syndrome program. He is also an associate professor at Harvard Medical School. Welcome Dr. Scottco. Mary, thank you so much for having me. A real privilege to be here. 
Oh, I think the privilege is mine to have you on. When we were just talking, I know that many people in the Down syndrome world know about you, but can you tell us a little bit about you and your sister who also has Down syndrome and how she may have influenced you? Yeah, I have two wonderful sisters and Kristen, who is two years younger than I am, has Down syndrome and she's to blame and thank for everything <laughs> in my professional life. Uh, I, at a very young age, grew up in the Down syndrome community through her and with her. Mm -hmm. And it's there that I got to learn so many life lessons. And at an early age, I knew I wanted to do something within the Down syndrome community. And then I merged it with my love of medicine. So fast forward, you know, 40 plus years later, and I now have my dream job. So I get to direct the Down syndrome program at Massachusetts General Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I'm a medical geneticist by training. And we are a multidisciplinary clinic. So my colleagues and I see about 600 patients with Down syndrome of all ages, from prenatal to infant and toddler to seniors, all the way up in age. And we don't provide primary care, but we provide an overall comprehensive once a year tune-up just to make sure our loved ones with Down syndrome are getting all the extra care that they deserve. So I really am thankful for the inspiration of my sister, but also thankful for all the patients who trust their care with myself and my team. Oh, that is so fantastic. And I'm sure, as you well know, that things have changed, I'm sure, so dramatically since when your sister was young. And now how our kids are accepted in the world more and just the accessibility to medical care, like I think it's just made a huge difference. And, you know, and to people like yourself who are taking that initiative and, you know, showing the world that our, our kids do have worth and that they belong here. And Mary, you know, the chromosomes haven't changed over time. So Down syndrome has been caused by that extra chromosome over time, but people with Down syndrome are living more and more fulfilling lives. And yes, medicine is advancing and we're getting them the, the care that they need, but our society is changing. And that still makes me feel that the best is yet to come because until we tear down some of these societal and social barriers for people with Down syndrome, um, there's still more and more that they could break through. And I'm so pleased with the progress, but oftentimes it's the rest of us who need to get out of the way and let people with Down syndrome do the talking and do the walking. Yes, exactly. I love that. Do the talking and do the walking. That's awesome. Now, I know I'm actually really excited to talk to you today about an initiative that you and a team of doctors have created, DSC2U, which stands for down syndrome clinic to you. And can you tell us what this is and why you wanted to create this? So Mary, I said, we're lucky to see 600 patients with down syndrome in our program, but we're at full capacity and we're not able to squeeze another patient in. And there are about 71 of these down syndrome specialty clinics in the United States alone. And that seems like a big number, but when you put us all together, we could only see at best 5% of the population of people with Down syndrome in the United States, which means 95% of people with Down syndrome do not have access to a specialty clinic. And when we go to other countries, Canada, mm -hmm. um, UK, Japan, et cetera, there are even fewer Down syndrome specialty clinics. In the United States, the average person, even if they wanted to get to a Down syndrome specialty clinic, would need to travel more than two hours to get there, including my own sister who lives in another state. So what do they do? They work with their primary care doctor, right? And many families say, okay, well, my primary care doctor for my loved one with Down syndrome 
only maybe has one or two patients with Down syndrome in their practice. And even if primary care doctors are nice, reasonable, up to date, it is impractical for us to think that they can remain up to date on all of the advances of healthcare for people with Down syndrome if they only have one or two people in their panel. I do Down syndrome full-time and it is a full-time job to stay up to date on all of the advances. So this led us to this real conundrum. How do we get the quality of care that we're able to give in person in our specialty clinics to the overwhelming majority of families out there who can't get access to us? And that's how we created Down Syndrome Clinic to you. It is the online version so that you don't need to make an expensive visit to Boston to come to see us. And the way we did it is everyone on our team downloaded our brains. So any sort of question that I'm asked in clinic, I've downloaded my brain. My nutritionist downloaded her brain. Our physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, all of the experts, our neuropsychologists, have downloaded their brains and embedded those responses in evidence-based answers. So essentially, a parent or a caregiver, along with their loved one with Down syndrome, could go online and enter any question, any symptom, any concern that they might have that they would normally bring to us. And we have already programmed that to give customized responses to family members. Um, and what you get in return is instantly, you don't need to wait for anyone to review it. You will get two customized checklists, one for you as a caregiver and one for the primary care doctor. So what we're hoping to do is we're gonna come to you rather than making you come to us. And we want to help turn the parents and the primary care doctors into mini Down syndrome specialty clinics. That is really fantastic. Like I've, I am not aware of any Down syndrome clinics in Canada, maybe in Ontario, in Toronto, but I, because I was thinking, what is exactly a Down syndrome clinic? Like, is that where they would see like yourself and other, like a physio OT and all that? Or what is actually a Down syndrome clinic? So in person, what we are is a one-stop shop. So rather than making eight or nine different visits to the hospital, we do it all once a year. So the patients who get to see us, see myself for a doctor's visit. They see the nutritionist. They see a social worker for all the up-to-date. They get their hearing checked. They get their eyes checked. They're gonna see a resource specialist. They could see a dentist. They'll see a physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist. So it's rather than having them all spread out and making nine or different visits, we condense them all into a day. And just by the virtue of us seeing hundreds, if not thousands of patients, we can kind of tease out the subtle nuances to make sure that we're addressing all the concerns of our patients. And so it's been a privilege, Mary, like, like we've had a chance to learn this from our patients. And so we wanted to beam up and be able to give out our information to the rest of the world who can't get to us. And that's when we turn to online technology. Oh, the beauty of online, like just with everything, especially with the pandemic, right? How everything has turned around. So I, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Now, I know, like you said, your clinic is an all-encompassing clinic and your initiative, the DSC to you, it's not to replace a doctor, but how do you feel that this will benefit families who have a loved one with Down syndrome? I, I love your point. We absolutely do not want to replace any doctors. In fact, we're trying to give the tools to make it easier for primary care doctors to know what to do. You know, after we created Down Syndrome Clinic to you, we just didn't want to assume that it was great, so we tested it. 
So we got over 200 families in the United States and over a year, half of them got access to Down syndrome clinic Q and the other half did not. Mm -hmm. And then we followed their loved ones with Down syndrome for over a year and we measured all the medical outcomes. And we were able to show at the end of the study that those families who got access to Down syndrome clinic to U in partnership with their primary care doctors were more likely to keep their loved ones with Down syndrome up to date on all the cutting edge recommendations for people with Down syndrome. And we heard back from the primary care physicians that they liked it too, because they earnestly want to do a good job. They don't have time to look everything up. So thank you for the checklist. We're gonna review it and we're gonna make sure our patients get up to date. So we were so empowered by the results of that research that now it is available to anyone around the world in English and in Spanish. And we're really starting to get good comments back from families and primary care doctors on how we're really able to streamline the process and bring care locally. Wow, that's amazing. And so this has been in the works for a little while then, you've done the research and wow, that is amazing. That's fantastic. So can other, like as a parent, obviously I can access it, but can other doctors or caregivers benefit from Down Center Clinic to you? Anyone who would like to access it is welcome to do so. Um, the person who's completing out the form should be most knowledgeable about the person with Down syndrome. And we encourage the person with Down syndrome to take a role in their healthcare to the extent that they can and want to. But you know, sometimes the role of the caregiver is the mother or father. Um, sometimes it also is a grandparent. And in today's modern society, it could be any other relative. It could be an adult sibling. It could be someone in a group home living environment that is helping with healthcare. And there is no reason why a physician's office couldn't also say, hey, before you come to the visit, I want you to complete it as well. But it really is intended for the person who has the questions and knows the person with Down syndrome best. And in the first couple of sections, we'll be asking you all the questions that in combination add up to something that is related to Down syndrome. So we'll be doing the asking of the questions, but if you come forward with any sort of information, we hope to answer it there. Another thing I want to say is when I first started practicing medicine, I thought people would ask me all these nitty gritty medical questions and they do, and it's in there, but I'm oftentimes asked the questions that matter the most to parents, such as how best to teach math to my, my kid with Down syndrome. My, my adult with Down syndrome wants to learn to take public transportation on their own. They want to get married. Oh my goodness, what is legal guardianship and how do I need to consider that? We've needed to answer and tackle all of those questions in person. And so we want to give back what we've learned. So rather than it just being a medical clinic, it really is a comprehensive health and wellness information program. Yes, and I, I found that too, that there was a, lots of information about exactly like what you said, like I wanna you know, teach my daughter Ainsley, you know, she's gotta learn how to start brushing her teeth. And so there's a section on that. So I could just click on that and it takes me right to the, the information and also, like you said, about taking the bus and, you know, all sorts of different life skills, which I thought was really fantastic. Like you said, it's not just medical, but lots of other all encompassing life skills for, for our kids. So, which is great. And it's so easy because it's right there. You don't have to go and search everywhere for it, you know, Google something or look up a book or go buy the book or, or what have you. Mary, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, being a mom is more than a full-time job in today's world, right? And I'm sure when you want information from Ainsley, you go to the Google and you search it, right? 
But here's the truth. There is, it's not fair. There's a disequilibrium. The, the research and the medical information that I can access as doctor is behind firewalls in medical libraries. And even my own mother can't access the type of information that I can. So where do parents turn to? They turn to Facebook, they turn to Twitter, they turn to Google. And some of that information is great, but they just don't have access to all the information that's out there. So we really wanted to give parents access to our latest knowledge and we wanted to stop the searching if they didn't need to. So when they're given a recommendation, we'll include the links to all the great videos that are out there on the internet, all the great handouts that are out there, the majority of which are free and accessible. They've been there forever, but no one knows how to find them, yeah. right? So we're going to make, hopefully, the searches easy for parents as they start to go online. Oh, that's fantastic. And obviously, it, it doesn't really matter what age your child is. It, your child could be a newborn, could be an adult 30 years old. My daughter is eight and a half. Anyone can benefit who has a child with Down syndrome, regardless of age, right? That's right. We, we recommend the earliest is about age one. But after the age of one, we have it programmed in all the way up to senior years. So the first question we'll ask, what is the age of your loved one with Down syndrome? And so our questions are even tailored to that age, because the questions we need to ask of a 40-year-old woman with Down syndrome are very different from a five-year-old boy with Down syndrome. And just as though we tailor our questions in person, we're going to tailor them online so people get that customized output that we promised. That's awesome. That's really wonderful. So you kind of touched on a little bit, but can you sort of explain how Downstream Clinic to you works? Like you can, you go in and log in and then sort of what happens from there? So people, um, if they go to our website, they can see some sample videos and sample reports. But when you're ready to go, you log in and you will say, okay, here's the intake form. And the intake form is all those questions that we would ask as though you came in person. And here's the secret. You only have to fill as much out as you want. So if you don't have any nutrition questions about your son or daughter, you don't have to complete that section. But if you have questions about school and education and medical and healthcare, the more you complete though, the more you're going to get. And you don't have to do it all in one sitting. So you could go online and say, okay, uh, you know, my kid's pulling me away. I have to come back to this, you could say. But when you fill out the intake and answer the questions and press submit, then the magic happens, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you get access to your own personal portal that's password protected. And you get access in that portal to two comprehensive checklists, one for you as the caregiver mm -hmm. and one for the primary care doctor that you could share with them. And in that checklist are all of the curated, customized recommendations based on your responses. Sometimes they could be medical. Oh, it looks like we need to get a celiac screen done for the following reasons. And by the way, here are some resources. Some are related to nutrition. Some are related to education, mm -hmm. psychosocial supports, resource supports. And then in order to make the job easier for the caregiver in communication with the primary care doctor, we then translate all those recommendations into doctor talk. So the same recommendation to the doctor would be, okay, celiac screen, and by the way, it's TTG, IgA, make sure you get the total IgA and here are the reasons why, right? And so the parent can either print that out and bring it to the next doctor appointment or even email it to their doctor's office if they do have that communication. And so DSCDU is that, and parents, as they have more questions, they could come back and revisit and enter new symptoms and generate new reports. So we really encourage um, at least every household to do this once a year during the wellness visit in mm -hmm. order to turn that wellness visit into a Down syndrome specialty visit. That's 
it's incredible, I think. And because we have our yearly, well, we go twice a year technically in August. So I'm definitely going to bring it to our pediatrician who I think is fabulous. And and actually, I guess maybe their clinic's a bit of an anomaly because they do have a fair number of patients with Down syndrome in their clinic. So she seems fairly knowledgeable, but like you said, you know, it's impossible to keep on top of everything when you're seeing so many different types of patients. So, I mean, you're spe- you specialize in Down syndrome and said it's a it's tough. So, yeah, I can only imagine for a pediatrician that's seeing all types of ch- kids, like it's like you said, it's impossible to keep on top of it. So when someone goes in to access um, Down syndrome clinic to you, I was kind of curious, like, obviously, it's taking information, the medical information that you have programmed into it. But how, I guess, current, I, for lack of a better word, like, is it updated regularly? Or is it just automatically updated that information? Because it does change from time to time. Great question. And we want people to know that when they access DSC to you, it is as up to date as the latest research is up to date. So behind the scenes, we are going to ensure and make sure that we're doing the hard work from you. So when you ping it, you could rest assured that it is up to date. And so how do we do that? There are many medical guidelines that are out there. So the American Academy of Pediatrics publishes major guidelines on the healthcare of people with Down syndrome. All of those guidelines absolutely are all programmed in there. We recently had the publication of adult healthcare guidelines for people with Down syndrome. All of those are programmed into it. And then in order to make sure that the science and art of medicine are captured, we throughout the creation of this had inputs from people with Down syndrome, from parents who have loved ones with Down syndrome, from primary care doctors, and some of my expert colleagues who are also Down syndrome specialists. And so we tackled all of the big topics where if they weren't answered by scientific principle, we were able to say, what is the expert consensus on how we should answer this? And then I reached out to all of our colleagues who have medical information that's credible and up-to-date, and how could we insert it in here so that we make the search function easier for families? And we are keeping these colleagues close nearby and they continue to keep us updated. And the people who are really important are my parent advisors. So I have a group of caregivers that I'm so grateful for then and now who can continue on a regular basis to give me the honest feedback that my team and I needs to hear on how to make this useful for the modern day family. Wow, that's just incredible. I think such a a resource for parents everywhere. Like. You know, I live in a big city and, and I think our pediatrician is wonderful, but there's lots of people, like you said, have to travel so far. They, or they may not even have, act, they could be in another country where they don't even have regular access to uh, doctors, where they can get a lot of information from Downstream Clinic to you. So I think it's absolutely fantastic what you guys have pulled together and and all the knowledge that's in there and and all the information i think it's incredible that's kudos to you guys for doing that i think it's amazing like and i'm curious like how did it like sort of start like where did that spark come from was it like parents saying that they having trouble accessing information or was it yourself and the other doctors saying you know we could do this or how did it kind of come to fruition It came from my travels on the road. You know, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, 
you know, I was so grateful I'd be invited to speak at Down syndrome conferences uh, around the United States, but also around the world. And while I have a lot of topics that I love to speak about, one of the topics that I'm frequently asked for is, can you be a doctor? And can you tell us what the medical issues are? And people would just pack it. And then I would give my talk. And then there would be this long line of people wanting to come up and ask their son or daughter's questions. Oh, if I just have this, if I just have this. And I realized there are all these unanswered questions that parents are not able to get from their hardworking primary care doctors. And parents after my talk don't even realize that, oh, some of the basic guidelines just never dawned on them. And I realized, you know, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to provide what I hope is excellent care to the patients I'm able to see. But how do we get that same level of care to people around the globe? And this is where the idea of kind of democratizing healthcare came up. Health Quality healthcare should not just be for the wealthy and those who are able to live, happen to live in a city where there's a Down syndrome specialty clinic. And we wanted to flip that. And so we had this idea of using technology, but you need money to be able yeah. to build a system like that. We were fortunate to get over a $2 million grant from the United States government to build this. And it took us three years. And oh, I have to tell you, my brain never hurt so much because we had to like say, how do you practice medicine and put it into an online machine? But it was such a thrilling process to see it come together. And I have to say, it wouldn't have been possible without the grant from Pete mm -hmm. Corey or the Patient-Centered Outcome Research Institute. It wouldn't have been possible without the support from all of the parents and the caregivers. And then after we created this, then we needed to launch it to the world as yeah. this kind of project. And I have to say, it wouldn't have been possible without the Lumind IDSC Down Syndrome Foundation, which is a major research nonprofit organization in the United States, which has provided the philanthropic funding for us to get this off. And here's the secret. I want to continue to maintain this forevermore. Our ambition is we will not rest until every person in India, in Japan, in Mongolia, in UK, in Switzerland, in Canada, and here, it goes on, has access to it if they want it. But to do that, we need to make sure it's financially sustainable. And so I need the help, like I've always done, of the whole Down syndrome worldwide community. This is your online clinic. We need to continue to make this together, but it also needs to continue to be financially funded so we can keep mm -hmm. it up to date. Yes, that's, yeah, so that everyone can have access. So you guys got this huge grant to get it started. So is there a cost to access Down syndrome clinic to you? and? Maybe you can speak to, to that a bit. So right now to access it once and get your portal, which then once you have your portal, you could constantly go back to that portal as much as you want is 49 US dollars. And that money goes to help support the infrastructure behind the scenes, which includes our help desk and all of the engineers and the scientists <laughs> who are keeping the machinery up to date. So anyone right now can access it for that. What I'm also happy to say is by the end of this calendar year, we will also have a subscription model where for another price, you could have unlimited access as many times as you want. So think okay. of it as like a gym membership. So you pay one fee per year and you could ping it every time you have a Down syndrome related question for your loved one with Down syndrome. So, oh, they're acting up or we have this new behavioral issue or we have this. So rather than feeling you have to pay every time you do it, we will have a subscription model coming soon. But I'm also proud to say we have two other ways of this being subsidized, even for those families 
before I understand the cost might be high. One is many Down syndrome nonprofit organizations want to give the gift of health to their loved ones with Down syndrome. And what they're doing is they're purchasing codes from us, which are either partial or full discounts to the entire program. So I would say if you have someone, uh, if you're a part of an organization, check with them first to see if they might've purchased some of those codes because they're great discounts. And then we're really excited to announce, we're now beginning to work with insurers to get insurers to fully subsidize this. And as of today, we have our first insurer which is one of the largest insurers in our state of Massachusetts called Always Healthcare Partners, which is making DSCDU free as many times as you want for anyone who has their healthcare insurance. All you need to do is enter your child's healthcare insurance number and you will get it access for free. And that's because they believe that going through this will not only keep costs down, but keep help high. And we're gonna to continue to collaborate with other insurers and other countries and their insurers until we make sure that this is equitable and accessible for everyone. Wow, that's really fantastic. And I mean, that just sounds like a full-time job on its own. <laughs> and you've got to do all your other things that you do. So that's wonderful. And I'm sure so many people will be so grateful and so thankful that they'll be able to access it with little or no cost, which is which is awesome. And I signed up and I, I did the downstream clinic to you and I found it very easy and very thorough. And I like how it took things that I hadn't even considered or taken into account, such as getting my daughter's hemoglobin levels checked. I, I don't even know if she's ever had those done. So that will definitely be on the list for our pediatrician. And also, you know, she has such dry skin on her face. Like it's just, been terrible, like not everywhere else, but just really bad on her face. And so there were some suggestions that came back on things that I need to check. And so, yeah, definitely. I found it very useful and very informative. And, and like we were talking, like there were also resources for other things, not necessarily medical, you know, about, you know, helping Ainsley to learn how to dress herself and brush her teeth. And, you know, eventually, you know, she can take the bus, you know, all those things, because those are all the things that we want for our kids. And so it's all like a one stop shop, which is really incredible. And, and, you know, just the magic of technology that you guys have made it happen, which is really awesome, I think, you know, I Let just, me just say thank thank you. Thank you for for giving it a trial, Mary, that means so much to us. And I, I'm glad that you found some things helpful for for Ainsley. That's what we want to do. And we want it to be comprehensive both from the medical and the psychosocial and all of that. And I would tell parents every time they ping the system, your child has changed. So you will get a different combination of suggestions as individuals get older. And I also just want to mention to you, because I know you would appreciate this. Uh, we several times have parents come to us and say, how do I teach my son or daughter when and how appropriately to call 911 or call the emergency <laughs> services? Yes. Um, and, you know, we have many kids with Down syndrome who just call when they shouldn't be calling, but we also have many people with Down syndrome who save lives by calling it when it's right. And so we actually have, there's a great social story that can walk through when to train it. So if a parent even wants that kind of information, there's free access to that, that sort of information as well. Yes, I did see that. And I am going to read that because I think it would be very important, especially that's my profession, <laughs> to uh, teach Ainsley, no, because she's used my cell phone a few times and I've heard her, we've had a few accidental calls. 
<laughs> I want anybody coming. It's all good. You know, so yes, I want to teach her, you know, how it's appropriate. Cause I have taken calls from people who have Down syndrome and, you know, wow. some weren't able to talk. And fortunately someone else had come on that could tell me. And, you know, and I've taken other calls that have involved kids with Down syndrome. So yes, I think that's a, a wonderful tool because all kids, everyone needs to know how to use that and how to use it appropriately, I think. So we awesome. have a whole section on transitions. So starting at the age of 12, we've worked with parents on what are those skills, those life skills that you would want your loved one with Down syndrome to be able to potentially master as they get older. And they're working on it for a lifetime. So learning the appropriate way to call 911 is just one of them, but learning to dress yourself, learning to make your own meals, learning mm -hmm. to use public transportation on their own. These are all questions we have been asked over time by families, but we've worked with families and people with Down syndrome to come up with resources, not just they will do it, but what can you do to actively work on those skills? And many of those resources are all free and available online. And so that is a section I'm really proud of, of, of as you want to help your loved one get to as much of a semi-independent life as possible, we'll be there to help provide the tools and the resources to support that. That's wonderful. And I, yeah, and I can just speak from my own experience of, of using Down syndrome clinic to you that I found it, like I said, very easy, very informative. And there's that whole um, area where you could check off all the things that you were interested in so that you can get access to all those different resources. Like you said, it was instantaneous. I looked at the report like a minute after I, I hit, well, not even a minute after I hit submit. So it was very quick and very efficient. And, and, you know, like you said, it really depends on how much information you want to actually put in there for how long it will take you to do it. it. Didn't take me all that long to go through it. It was a few pages, but it was easy and very clear. And I thought very thorough. So I think, yeah, I recommend it to anyone to give a good oversight for their child, you know, and like I said, I live in a big city, so I do have an access to, you know, to doctors and to a, a hospital and so, and so on, but there's lots of people who, who don't have that ready access, so which is fantastic. So how can people find Down Syndrome Clinic to you? Yep, so if you just Google Down Syndrome Clinic to you, hopefully it'll be the first thing that comes up, but the webpage is really easy, dsctu.org, and it's dsc, the number two, u.org for Down Syndrome Clinic to you. Org. Again, available in English and Spanish. Everything is mobile optimized. So if you want to access through your iPad or your phone, um, you could do it as well, but also available on desktops. Oh, that's great. And um, we'll certainly put the links in our show notes so uh, to make it easy for people. And is there anything else that you would like to add or to share? You know, DSCTU is strong because we made it together. So if people have ideas or suggestions, or if someone says, you know what, my brother-in-law works for a major insurance company, um, those are the connections we need together to be able to get this out. So I want to thank everyone who has partnered with me, but the only way we're gonna to continue to be able to grow this is together. And we have so much talent, as you know, in our Down syndrome community, not only from people with Down syndrome, but from their loved ones, their caregivers, their brothers and sisters, and if you have a particular connection that can help DSCTU grow, I'd be forever grateful because we have to build it together. 
That's wonderful. And we're trying to do our part in getting the word out by having you on today. So that's really fantastic. And Dr. Brian, I just really want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It was really was a privilege to have you on and to share the fabulous work that you're doing in our Down syndrome community. And, you know, you're kind of like a little rock star, I think, in our community. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. Well, Mary, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me on. And anytime, always happy to talk Down syndrome with you. Oh, that would be fantastic. Maybe we'll have you on on a future podcast. Great. Thank you. Mary, there seems to be a kind of like there was a very comprehensive range of information and direction to a great many resources on this uh, web page and its web delivery system. Yes, and it was really easy to use and I found it so informative and the information that I got was instantaneous. I hit submit and then I had two, I guess what you could say printouts on my computer, one for myself and one that I could give to our practitioner. And yeah, it was very informative. I, I think it was really awesome. I think it's an awesome tool for us parents to have and just helps you to keep sort of top of mind some of the things that you might need to talk to your practitioner about. Well, this is, it seems like a, a great, I'm going to use the word brainstorm because this is, this is going to be an increasing way that, that healthcare is delivered. But it also seems to me that there is a bit of a groundbreaking approach to the special needs community in this. Yes, I really hope so. And that, and I hope that our community will embrace it because I think it's a, a really awesome tool to have like in your back pocket. And, you know, you don't even have to, you know, if you're not comfortable, maybe speaking or asking your doctor or practitioner about something, you could just show them the printout and they can look at it because it's full of information. And as Do Dr. Brian Scott co talks about is not a lot of doctors have a lot of patients with Down syndrome in their practice. So they might only have one or two. And so, we've discussed that before about the lack of uh, professional yeah. information, doctor to doctor information uh, in terms of, 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 you know, specifically for us with Down syndrome, but in other of the special mm -hmm. needs communities as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's impossible to keep abreast of everything. Like even Dr. Oh, Brian, who, you know, as, as a technologist, I totally get when he said that <laughs> I totally understood what he was yeah. talking about. <laughs> and I mean, he's like dedicated his life, right. To everything down syndrome. And even he said, it's hard to keep on top of things because there's, it's changing all the time. So, and I like that it's the web uh, site is updated all the time or the portal or however you want to call it, the clinic is updated all the time, which is fantastic because so that you know that the information you're getting is good information, it's recent and it's relevant. And I liked what he said about, you know, if you have suggestions, especially from within people with Down syndrome, if they have something they want to know, mm -hmm. send him the question or send the website the question and they'll find the answer and that might help them develop a new part of the website. Yeah, so I think it's pretty fantastic. Very open, doing. very open to suggestions and very open to improvements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I really enjoyed talking with him. So he's such a wealth of information and I really did feel privileged that we were able to have a conversation. He seemed to have a great deal of empathy. Yeah, he, he's, he seems like I would love to, I mean, I love our doctor, but I would also love to have him as our doctor as well. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that's it for this show. Uh, why don't you wrap it up? And, you know, we, we will have a show in two weeks, and we're not quite sure where we're going with it, but why don't we wrap this one up? Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Tell me your stories, what's going on in your life, what's important to you. You can email me at info at t21mom.com or find me on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at trisomy21mama. And it would also mean a lot if you would subscribe and leave a review so we can become more searchable to others in the Down syndrome community. Keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time. See you, Mary. Take care. Thanks, Ron. Bye.